Your mental health is your dopest self But you don't have to tend to it by yourself Get a tribe, get inspired, then you'll get ahead Get someone to talk to, don't keep it bottled in You're beautifully human, you should remember this So it's okay for you to feel emotions At times we all need to clear our heads And when you do, just holler at Therapy by May of Let's Discuss. I am so excited today. I have Instagram stalked yet another guest. Um, so I will skip that part in asking her how she knows me because um, I went right into her DMs. And I'm so excited to introduce Kelsey of Relatable Mom Life. She's a certified lactation counselor, nutritionist, mama, wife, and creator of Welcome to the Mom Life, which is a community for mamas to feel seen, connected, and normal in parts of motherhood. She created the Welcome to the Mom Life after giving birth to her daughter and experienced the need for more community postpartum. Kelsey's mission is to help mamas believe that they got this no matter what they are going through. So it is my pleasure to welcome Kelsey. Hi. Thank you so much. Hello. (laughs) I was just telling everybody, um, normally I start the conversation with, how do we know each other? But I always save people the embarrassment of being like, you randomly DM'd me, you weirdo. (laughs) <laughs> but obviously I saw your um I had been following your Instagram account and was very excited so I was just I wanted to jump in and ask kind of how did you decide I know that you mentioned that you wanted to find a community how did you f- decide like what it was that you wanted to share in such a, a public space what did that look like for you how did how was kind of how was the the build-up process Yeah, so not a lot of people know this, but my Welcome to the Mom Life account actually used to be called Better for B. Um, My daughter's name is Brooklyn, and when I first made this account, my goal for it was kind of like accountability for myself Uh to be better for B, my daughter Brooklyn. Um, And then after working with that for a little while, it was more just like making sure I had me time and like exercising and just like getting back to like myself postpartum. And after doing that for a while, I was like, you know what, I feel like I could make this better. So I changed the name to Welcome to the Mom Life. And there was this need, I I saw this need for myself to to need this community and Mm -hmm. to need accountability to be like the best mom that I can be for my daughter, which is being my best self. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? It's bigger. And I called it welcome to the mom life. And then that's when I started really trying to reach more moms and make this community a welcome to the mom life to help myself and to help other moms become the best versions of themselves for their babies. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, it's, it's, it's so interesting. It kind of feels isolating sometimes when you become a parent and you have all of this new, these new things going on and your body is, is going through all these changes. If you gave birth and, and then all of a sudden it's like, what do I do? Who do I talk to? How do I feel normal? You know, we always use air, big air quotes with the word normal, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but making sure you feel that there's so much buildup to like having the baby, mm-hmm. like you all these doctor's appointments, like all these people are so excited for you and there's so much anticipation and then the baby's born and then you're just kind of like, okay, <laughs> what do I do now? Yeah. So I to like find this space that I could connect to other moms and other moms could feel connected as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if you've ever watched The Office, but there's an episode where one of the characters gives birth and they're like trying to stay in the hospital as long as possible. And then they're like, the nurses are kind of 
I mean, it's, it's a TV show, obviously, but they're kind of like shoving them out the door, basically like, okay, go. And then they're just kind of like, so what do we do now? <laughs> COVID too. I feel like that was a whole nother dimension added to it. My daughter was born in the middle of 2020. So yeah. on top of the normal, like crazy change of becoming a mom, there was also COVID and that isolation and that craziness I feel like a lot of people use social media as their outlet and that's kind of what I was doing too so it was just a good to be on social yeah that's so that's so nice to be able to use that um how do you feel about that community that you've been able to grow like what about some of the responses that you've been receiving how has that been um how's that been for you yeah so surprisingly mostly positive because on social media you do get those sure (laughs) and those people that just want to judge you or have their two cents which is fine because everyone can have their own opinion but Mm -hmm. majority of the response has been great and not only just from like the moms on social media even like my family and friends are so encouraging of it which is really nice because sometimes it can be scary putting yourself out there like that and sharing Mm -hmm. Your parent, I try to be really transparent. So I share a lot of my parenting decisions and like my hard days, my easy days, what I do when I'm having a hard day. And yeah. it's really nice to have that positive um, feedback from, from strangers and from family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It's so nice because I think we talk about like social media often being a very curated space and we put all the pretty and we put all the fun and all the smiles. And sometimes it can be very again, that word isolating is the word I'm using is like, oh, everyone else seems to be having so much better time. What am I doing wrong? How have I broken my child? And I think it can be very helpful to be able to see like, oh, your kid threw their their breakfast tray across the room too. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely what I try to do on because you do. I actually just made a reel the other day and I got a negative comment on it because my daughter had a granola bar and a fruit pouch for breakfast um while like running around with her toys because that's what she likes to do she's just in her crib all night when she wakes up she's hungry but she wants to play which is fine if that's what works for her that's what works for her but Mm -hmm. someone um commented on it asking if we ever have a normal breakfast and that's not a mean comment but I was like what do you mean normal that is right right I feel like on social media what you see is the like perfect breakfast with like the pancakes cut into hearts and the fresh Mm. fruit fresh orange juice which is amazing and great but that's not everyone's normal and that really isn't normal but I feel like social media makes these things seem like they're normal Mm -hmm. yeah I actually saw that post and I was gonna for sure bring it up because I loved but I loved your response in such like a gentle and honest way of like well that's great if that's normal for you it's not (laughs) it's not our normal Um, And sometimes we do this and we have the heart-shaped pancakes and sometimes we don't. And I think that's what's so difficult. But I I feel bad for Pinterest because we have the expression like Pinterest moms, air quote. And it's like, not everything about Pinterest is (laughs) section seeking and bad. So, but but you do have that kind of like that Pinterest mom energy. And um, and so when people ask those questions, we never know for sure. Some of them flat out will tell you they're like, you're a horrible mother and here's why. But sometimes they are just genuinely curious. So I love that you were able to say like, well, this is just what works for us. Like she's not injured. She's consuming calories. She's getting some energy out. Um, so I thought I actually saw that one too. And I wanted to comment on that because I thought what a great way of just saying like, everyone's <laughs> welcome here. Everyone's yeah. welcome here. <laughs> 
activate that response. But I was like, you know, what? I feel like people need to hear this because what people see on social media isn't always real. And it's just mm-hmm. nice. But like, oh, I do that too. So I feel validated and I feel mm-hmm. because I see her do it too. But I don't know. The response to that reel was really nice because I felt like a lot of people connected to it and I felt nervous to post it. But I was yeah. happy with the reach and how people responded to it. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, I feel like we are at least getting a little bit to a space where people are are looking for more authenticity. I think we've kind of swung the pendulum the other way a little bit in social media of we don't want everything to be perfect and beautiful and wonderful. We want to feel validation. You used the word like I, it's nice to see that somebody else is doing something that maybe isn't going to stress me out (laughs) as much as I thought it would because somebody else is doing it. And I don't think that my, my child is now going to fail out of school because I don't have her sit at the breakfast table. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause that is, I mean, I'll be honest, my son is two and a half and we struggle with that. Um, it kind of depends usually like I'm very lucky. So my husband's out of town this week. And so when I'm sitting there and I'll put my, my daughter who's nine months old in the high chair and give her like slices of pears or something to chew on. And then my son will just usually, well, she's not going to sit there. But when my husband's home, for some reason, I guess the energy is different. And my son wants to get up and run to the playroom and play and da, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm a terrible mother because I can't get my kid to sit down and eat. <laughs> oh no, everyone goes through it. Kids just what they want to do. And it's yeah. totally breakfast while playing one morning and some mornings they sit at the table or maybe they always sit at the table for dinner I mean you're always going to have that normal at some point in the day and that's totally fine yeah and I think it's interesting too because you know I guess my my thought would be as they get closer to school age then we start having first of all they're older and can understand more right so it's different between a child of your daughter's age versus like a four-year-old and I'm not I'm just throwing numbers out of like okay, well, they're going to need to learn how to sit at the table because they're going to need to learn how to sit at kindergarten and learn it. But it's like, that's a developmental milestone that we'll get to when we get there. But for what? now, we're going to focus on, have, has she eaten today? And that's that's my big concern. <laughs> yeah, <that's> yeah, true. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I'm so excited to hear that, that you've been able to get such good feedback from people. I know, again, even me as a mom, I I that's why I was following you. And as I was like, yeah, she just seems to get it. Like there's just, there's an energy there of like, how can we support each other, ask questions in a safe space? Cause that's the thing too, is being able to ask questions. I actually, myself, um, I'm in a number of mom groups on, you know, like Facebook. And there are some times where I feel like, uh, or I've seen other people post too. I've posted or I haven't posted because I've thought this. And I've literally seen people start a conversation with, don't come for me, I'm asking a question. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like because I don't know what it is why people feel the need to come for people but it's like I just need help and so it's so nice to be able to create that space and find your little your little group of people that can be very helpful no I I totally get that and I've seen that too and there should be no reason to feel nervous to ask a genuine question Mm -hmm. Being a mom, like no one knows all the answers to everything. And I, even on my Instagram page, I always say like, I don't know everything, but I'm yeah. here to, t- but I've gone through what's worked for me. Maybe it'll work for you. Maybe it won't, but mm-hmm. whatever, works, great. <laughs> like, I'm not judging. 
Right. Well, the judgment piece, I think, is what is is so difficult. And and I don't know, we've got these keyboard warriors who are just like, boop, 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 boop. I'm going to tell you exactly why you're wrong. And I'm a better mother because how dare you do this? And I do that. And that's so much. And it's like, yeah, I, I I'm but I also on the other side of that, I'm so grateful for the spaces where I can ask questions or feel open to learning new things and trying things and being like, wow, that did not work for me. Gonna have to try something else or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but one thing I've noticed too on social media is a lot of those accounts, especially on Instagram. So if there's a mom listening to this who posted something on Instagram and they got a negative response from someone, a lot of those accounts are like specifically made to do that. Like if mm. you ever profile, they typically don't have any followers. They don't have any posts and they're hardly following any people or they're following a lot of people and they just spend a lot of their time just posting negative things on social media. Mm -hmm. If you get one of those people on your post, just like, just delete it. Don't even acknowledge it because that's what they want. They want you to respond and they want to get that energy from you. So either be like, thanks for the engagement or thanks for your, like, thank you for this or just, just give it the minimal amount of energy that you can. Right. Because that's what they want from you. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's so funny that you mentioned that. I've never actually thought about that before, but I have absolutely seen accounts where it is, it is comment, 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 comment. But yeah, when was your last post last, last January? Like, right. That's so interesting, Kelsey. I didn't even really think like some people do really make accounts to troll people. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's curious to me because that's not how I want to spend my energy and time, but follows me on Instagram and every time she sees one of those mean comments she messages me and she's like don't even give any attention to the trolls so she's just yeah. kind of reminds me they're just there to make you mad don't give them the energy they're asking for yes I love it I, I it's so helpful it, it it's tough on those things that just kind of pop into your mind and then or like you read it and then it just pops into your mind constantly and it kind of lives back there and it's like, we're able to logically think like, okay, that's a troll or that person doesn't know, or that person doesn't know me. And then that those automatic negative thoughts still come. So then we have to kind of think about like, you know, I'm going to stop that thought process. I'm going to move on to something else. I'm going to distract myself. I'm going to move away. And maybe even like you said, delete the post can be very helpful. Um, just literally get it out of your, out of your sight, out of your mind, because you know, I, I, we're all just trying to do our best. Right. And I think, mm -hmm. I know it sounds crazy. Some people laugh at me when I say this, cause it's a very low bar, but sometimes I will literally be like, did anybody die? Nobody died. <laughs> True. But did when you die? You did not die. We're fine. Yeah. One thing I do sometimes if it really makes me mad is I'll type up a response and then just delete the response, not even post it. Mm -hmm. You know, I find that to be a very therapeutic practice. I actually <laughs> encourage clients to do that too. Like, do, like go into your email, don't put someone's email address in because you could accidentally hit send or the computer glitches and I don't know, whatever. But I've actually done that myself. I find it very therapeutic to just like really get this beautiful email or like or a response to something and be like, okay, I've said my piece. I'm going to do that now. Um, I think some people sometimes will do it like writing it out and like burning it or ripping it up too. But I love that, right? Like, this is what I would say if I was going to give you the satisfaction of that, but I'm going to just delete it and I'm going to move on. I like that, Kelsey. <laughs> That's where I call my mom. <laughs> like, mom, 
but this person said and we just hash it out together and then that person doesn't get my energy but I can get yes. my out with someone else like my mom <laughs> today's episode of let's discuss with Meg Duke is supported by mom Enda. my fellow pumping and chest feeding parents out there know Priority one is support and function when it comes to nursing bras. Actually, it's really priorities one through seven, but in that eighth spot, tough to find in my many years journey, has been something exceedingly comfortable and stylish, and Mamanda has fulfilled all those requirements. Specially designed clips and straps are so helpful for easy access to future little ones. Experts recommend nursing bras that are designed to support that extra weight and increase size of your breasts as milk start to build in them. And these beautiful fabrics and colors, honestly, they put a little extra bounce in my step when I put them on each morning. Check them out at mominda underscore bras on Instagram, us.mominda.cc for my listeners in the States, and shop.mominda.cc for my international listeners. Be sure to use code Let's Discuss for discounts on all your purchases. Yeah. Well, and that's so funny, too, because I talk about that with, like, do you want a solution or do you want to gripe? And sometimes I will literally cause someone to be like, I just need to vent. I mm -hmm. just need validation. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but it is generally speaking, you know, navigating social media. It's so nice to be able to find the spaces. There are so many out there where it's, we feel that nurturing and that support and that comfort, um, where you do, you know, especially in a stay-at-home mom or I work from home, so I don't really see a lot of other grown humans in person. <laughs> um, and so it can just be nice to just be like, what oh, Kelsey's up to? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that happened to me too. Or, oh, that's funny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I loved one of your posts was about mom burnout. I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so mom burnout is definitely something that all moms experience, whether they stay home or they work at home or they work outside the home and um, everyone goes through it. And I feel like it's something that people kind of shame you for in a way. Mm -hmm. But no matter what, like if you're not a mom and you work, you work a job outside the home and it's your passion some point you are going to feel a little tired from it and a little bored and stressed and there's this like pressure on moms to just love being a mom and like you wanted this you asked for this this is what you wanted you better love it and there's no difference between wanting to be a mom or wanting to be like a doctor sure. a doctor gonna feel burnt out mm -hmm. but their job it's okay for them to feel this way. And I feel like with moms, it's, uh, there's a lot of pressure on them to never feel this burnout and to just mm -hmm. be so happy a mom. And it's totally normal to feel tired or bored or stressed. And that is like a big thing in my page is I try to let moms know that all their feelings are normal and it's okay to love being a mom. And it's okay to one day really not love it and not want to be there, not want to yeah. be with your that day and just need some space. And there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make you a bad mom. Like there's no reason to feel shame or judgment for feeling tired, just like any other normal person in the world feels. Kelsey, I love that analogy that you've given because I think, especially as we talk more about fertility struggles, which I love, um, there 
the the flip side of that sometimes comes people who feel defensive of that of like well at least you can have a kid at least you whatever whatever I'm not going to repeat things but you know just that general <laughs> energy and um, you asked to be a parent and like you said and I I really love that analogy and actually it's funny you you said doctor like brain surgeon is what came to me because it's like well you asked to be a brain surgeon and you spent all this time and money to get trained so you should love every minute of it and it's like Nobody would say that to a brain surgeon. And again, I'm thinking of somebody who takes like the longest amount of time and a lot of money to be able to um, achieve that goal. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't take time and money to be able to achieve the goal of getting pregnant, but just generally that energy of like, well, you asked for this, so you better love every minute of it. And I just, I love that analogy. I'm going to steal it. I'm going to give you credit. I'm going to steal it because I think that that's so relatable of like, We've all heard people talk about being burnt out at their job for whatever reason. Um, does it mean, sometimes it means they don't want to do it anymore and they switch careers and fine. But a lot of times that's not what it means. It just means that it's okay to take a break and walk away. Actually, next week, it, well, so we're recording today and a week from today, this episode will drop and I will be in New York City with two of my gal pals when this episode comes out. So for those of you who listen on the days that it drops, because I'm taking a mental health break for the first time since before the pandemic. And I'm really excited for that. And there is that part of me that's like, oh, don't say that. People are going to judge you. Like you need a break from your kids. And <laughs> but it's like, I mean, I don't need a break from my kids. I'm going to take some time with some adult humans in a city I love. And that's, that's great. And my husband's taking care of the kids and no one's going to die. <laughs> Which is totally fine and people take breaks from their job people go on vacation it's just there's just pressure on moms to be 100% 100% of the time and it's okay and it to not and it's normal to not it would be yeah. not to never feel any negative feeling about being a mom <laughs> it's as though somebody expect like the societal construct is you become a mother and you become a robot at the mm -hmm. same time, like you, <laughs> you have this child come into your life and all emotions, all exhaustion, all hunger, tire, everything is supposed to just go away. And I'm so glad that to be able to have these conversations with people of like, it's okay to be tired. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be impatient. It's okay to want to scream and pull your hair out when your child throws their breakfast plate. This actually hasn't happened for months, but I keep using it as an example, but man, I remember the day that that happened and he just threw it across the room and I was just like I'll be right back I'm gonna go into the playroom for a minute I just needed to walk because I'm a human and they know how to push those little buttons <laughs> yes response to feel frustrated by that <laughs> yeah absolutely and I think that that I like that too of like expecting to be a hundred percent a hundred percent of the time and and that is difficult it's like to be a mom 100%, 100% of the time, or a parent who, you know, I know you and I identify as mom. So who, whomever is listening, yeah. validation, but um, it, it just, well, then something else is going to have to suffer because how mm -hmm. can you take care of anything else if all you're doing is focusing on that? And we talk about, you know, that metaphor has been here for so long, um, putting your oxygen mask on first, you can't mm -hmm. pour from an empty cup, all of that. So it's talking about, you know, making sure that you are taking care of yourself so that you can then come back and feel more energized and motivated to spend all that time and energy that you'd like with your kiddos. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I really love that. But again, I'm going to, I am going to take that work analogy of 
of the mo- of the you know, parenting burnout because, um, yeah, that's just been that's been an interesting conversation for some people to say, and it's like, but we maybe we judge people, but generally speaking, societally, we don't judge people when they say, oh, I'm so burnt out on work. It's like, oh yeah, I feel you. Me too. Oh, but you but you should love being a mom all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if you work so hard, like you need a break. But if a mom's like, oh, I'm so tired, it's like. Mm-hmm. Mom, like what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, it's like I hope when my children get to be a certain age, if they decide they want to have kids, that I hope I can be that same person of like, yeah, I love you, and also you made me tired, so you're allowed to be tired. Like, it's okay (laughs) for sure. So I was just wondering, and obviously, everybody's journey is different. Everybody's child's needs are different. Everyone's backstory. But I was just curious, were there any sort of kind of overarching takeaways in your parenting journey or the experiences that you've seen in in your online community that you think can be very helpful for people? What do you mean? Can you explain a little more? So like, what are some of the big, obviously we've already talked about mom burnout. We've talked about getting some validation. Is there anything else that you feel like it, what is the thing that, that keeps coming up in your in your feed? The thing that that people keep asking questions about, or things that people you follow they're they're noticing. Is there anything else that you feel like is like, oh yeah, this is the thing? Yeah. So uh, something that comes up a lot, or that I get like a really like positive response from, is when I talk about like all the information there is out there about being a mom and how many different choices you can make like you can breastfeed you can formula feed you can do purees you can do baby led weaning you can sleep train you cannot sleep train like mm-hmm. screen so many different choices mm. and a lot of moms talk to me about how they feel overwhelmed by this and then when they actually do make a choice they sometimes feel a little nervous to like just say what their choice is to other people because they feel like they might get some judgment from other people or some negative comments, depending on what it is. Cause we talked about this a little earlier, but people have an opinion and they always think their way is the right way and no other way should it be done. And a lot of moms tell me that they've gotten like negative comments from even family members if they've chosen to formula feed instead of breastfeed or if they've yeah. chosen to breastfeed instead of formula feed. And there's just, to me, it's like what works for you works for you. And if you tried something and didn't work, and so you made a change, people should be proud of you for realizing mm-hmm. this doesn't work for me and my family. So let's try something new because a lot of times people get stuck in this thing like this worked for them. So this but this needs to work for me. If this doesn't work for me, what's wrong with me? It's like nothing's right. wrong. Well, you're just different. Yes, absolutely. So we can believe it or not, take in new information and make a choice that's better for us based upon new information that we've received. And that's okay. I do think people struggle with that. It's like, well, they, that's what we had decided we were going to do. So we have to do that. And it's like, flexibility is a great thing in parenthood. (laughs) And I do think, I love that you mentioned, um, I, I call it, you know, the information overwhelm or the overload, even of like, how wonderful and lovely it is that we can Google things at three o'clock in the morning. And also then you'll get 17 wildly different options to try at three o'clock in the morning. And everyone else feels very strongly that their way is the right way. And how do you weed, get through the weeds of that and figuring out, trusting your own gut and saying like, this is what I'm going to choose. Um, that decision overwhelm is for sure 
it's prevalent for a lot of people. It's like, I have to choose which school, I have to choose which clothes, I have to choose which food, I have to choose all of the things that happen that are required to maintain a child's life um, can truly genuinely, it can be exhausting. So um, absolutely, I, and I do, I love that. We can take new information and we can make choices based on what's working for us. And even, you know, I've got two kids they are different humans, believe it or not. What worked for my first doesn't work for my second and vice versa. And that's okay. Not everything, obviously, but, and that's okay too. And being able to pivot is, is a good thing. Um, well, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Um, so I was curious, um, remind everybody where they can find you. Yeah, so I'm mostly on Instagram right now and it's that's just, at welcome to the mom life with periods between all the words <laughs> yes perfect all right and i will put that in the show notes so if anybody is looking they can just find that click right there um and obviously i'm following you too so if they go to my instagram page they can find you i just really appreciate you taking the time again i love i know how busy all of uh, you are and all of the moms out there so anytime i slide into someone's dms i'm always appreciative when they're ready to come in and chat with me um and to the rest of everybody like ted said walt said be curious not judgmental Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Let's Discuss with Meg Duke. I'd love for you to write a review of my podcast on your app. And don't forget to subscribe so you get a notification when new content is posted. Take a moment to leave a rating too. You can follow me at Therapy by Meg on Instagram and find Meg Duke LCSW on Facebook. You can also look for Let's Discuss content by searching the hashtag Let's Discuss with Meg. Let's Discuss with Meg Duke is executive produced by David Presley and produced by Meg Duke. Our theme song was written and performed by Antoine McDuffie.